Good morning. It is Monday, October 7th, 8.30 a.m. Hope you guys had a good week. Just woke up. For, I kind of slept in. I guess I was dreaming pretty for a long time. But yeah, I had this like kind of an anxiety dream that I was losing hair from the back of like my neck. I mean, not like I have neck hair, but you know, the back of my head. And then I was living in this kind of, you know, roommate situation. And one of my roommates wanted me to try all these self-help CDs and like had floppy disks and like weird oils and stuff. And he told me that... I would need to listen to more CDs and I was just like I got overwhelmed and started crying in the dream. I was like, "No." It's like there's got to be an easier way. And what else? Oh yeah, that I had a big floral job with this mafia company, a mafia-owned company and person who hired me was being very inarticulate <laughs> with his instructions so I didn't know what he wanted and I was kind of scared the mafia was going to get me so it was kind of a stupid dream I'm glad it's over <laughs> you know between like a big garbage two giant garbage bins full of roses that had like I had to sort them by color and then losing hair from the back of my head was just it was stressful so yay, I'm awake. Um, I went to the Alameda Flea with Paulina yesterday. And I got some gorgeous theater costumes from this. They used to be at this costume shop in Berkeley. And one's kind of like a, could be a jester costume, but more kind of like a, a troubadour costume with like really long exaggerated sleeves and then the other one it's kind of like a fair maiden costume with big puffy sleeves and it's got a really nice silk skirt to it and then I got a miniature iron gate and Paulina got a kind of like a Danish modern style lamp that's circular. It's like carved from a block of wood, but it's like a sphere, you know. See, it was good. It was hot out there. Oh, my God. <sighs> Hotter than blazes. Um, so, yeah, we were there for a good two, two and a half hours. So we got a, got through it fairly fast. Um once I kind of found the costumes, everything else seemed a little dull. I also got like this royal, like a royalty cape of all trades. So yeah, then we went to Cafe Kalucci on Telegraph, which is like my favorite Ethiopian place. And I had the Kitfo Rare and... Paulina had the veggie platter. It's so flavorful there. It's just so good. And 
and I felt really full afterwards. I highly recommend that place if you haven't gone. It's on Telegraph Avenue. I believe the address is 6427. Um, they're open pretty early from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And they have a nice little outdoor seating area. So that was fun. And then I came home and Taylor gave me a garment rack on Saturday night, which is awesome because I can use that for sorting and organizing. I did a purge of my closet and I threw out about 10 items, which felt really good. So now I practically have, I think I have like maybe 10 items in my closet now, but it feels really good. I want to, I wanted to really simplify my wardrobe and it's kind of been on this trajectory for years, but now I basically just wear a white linen shirt and jeans or a white t-shirt and jeans and I don't wear color anymore um so yeah I have this red flannel with a black quilted lining so I just turned the lining out because I still like the flannel and then I have my giant 49ers jacket to get rid of I'm on the fence about getting rid of it but so that's why it's still in my closet Oh yeah, so I threw out like three bags of stuff that were just in the house and kind of doing the KonMari method, but not, not too extreme. And I threw out some like weird, or I guess donated more like it, um, some clothing choices that I'd made for the shop that didn't even quite make it to be photographed because I just thought better of it. <laughs> It's like no they're not good enough for the customers um so those those went to be donated as well so yeah that was my day yesterday it was a very full day I didn't even do any sewing because I was just I was going 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 and I just decided to put myself in bed at eight and watch movies I watched Arsenic and Old Lace, finished that up, which I love that movie. It has a great cast. I love Peter Laurie in it. So creepy. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on the Criterion channel. It's directed by Frank Capra, 1944, so a couple years before It's a Wonderful Life. So yeah, it's pretty creepy. I remember seeing it on the big screen, like at a theater um that showed classic movies so no I was I'm not that old <laughs> I didn't see it when it first came out but I did see it on the theater um it's a reissue thing when I was like maybe 12 or something and I remember it just thinking it was very very scary um now that I watch it as a grown-up it's actually really funny comedy <laughs> so yeah Check it out. Um, I stumbled on two points of ephemera today. I mean, not today, um, Saturday night and also on Thursday morning. So I'm going to read from the first one. The first one I'm going to read from is from a day planner. 
2017, 2018, but they kind of are all over the place. They're using the day planner. It's, I gathered it's by a medical student that's doing the residency. And it's a lot of, it's kind of like their cheat book for, for all the lists that they had to make, all this stuff they had to do. It's an incredible amount of, some of, some of the things have instructions that are, I don't know, let me count here, three, six, nine, twelve, third, uh, a, a short one, because they have really tiny handwriting, a short one has 13 points of instruction on it. And I guess you would need that if you have to be on top of it. Then they have preview minutes so for this meeting. So they have all these they have very tiny handwriting. It's fairly legible. Um, there are times when it gets a little cramped. But one point of interest was the placebo placebo um, I can't make out this word issue I don't know disorder placebo disorder I think is what I'm coming up with but uh, they compare it with Okay, so here's what we've got. Here's the things that they give placebos for and how many things that they prescribed to. Okay, so there's one, one row, one panel is the number of patients they gave the real deal to, and then one is the number they gave the, the total placebos to. Okay, so nasal congestion, one and one. Aggression towards self, they gave two of the normal stuff and four of the regular placebos. <laughs> um, dizziness, one and one. Sore throat, they gave two to the, uh, of the real deal and two of the placebo. I mean, two, I mean, I guess these numbers represent the amount of patients. Fever, equal number, three and three. Agitation, three and three. Headache, one and one. Sneezing, one and one. Here's an interesting one. Screaming, one and one. Cough, equal amounts, one and one. Rash, one and one. Depression, one and one. Insomnia, one and one. If you gave me a placebo for my insomnia, I would know. I think I would really know. That would, that would bug me, man, because I'd be awake. Dry mouth, one and one. Decreased motor activity, one and one. Can you believe that? Can you believe you get a placebo for that? Gagging, one and one. It's like, I guess maybe that makes sense because if you're gagging, you probably can't swallow a pill. So it'd probably be kind of a moot point to give them the real thing, huh? Aggression towards others, two and three. They gave more placebos for people who had aggression towards themselves and aggression towards others. The ratio to that is almost double. Bug bites, one and one. 
okay, now bug bite is a visible symptom, so I don't know how placebo would help, you know. Then again, I'm not a doctor. So isn't that, I thought that was the most fascinating thing. And they really, uh, yeah, that's, that's like their average. They had, they had three pages of the same row of lists of symptoms. But man, I mean, I guess they it's their call. Sometimes they have to see if they believe the patient. Now, granted, take this with a grain of salt. I found this book on the street, so this is my interpretation of it. I am not a doctor, so I don't know the the real nitty gritty of of why this test was written, why this why this um, was written. So, but I do think it is fascinating for aggression. Maybe they. I don't know why they would just not give the real thing, but maybe they're able to calm them down once they get through the the sausage mill of the hospital, you know? Um, and aggression towards others. Huh. Bug bites, I think, because of the physical symptoms of it. At first, and also their handwriting is starting to get pretty bad, so it looks like it says pug bites at first. So it's like, oh... Not to be one of those trolls who's like, I thought that looks like that. But yeah, it's, it looks like pug bites. So that was very interesting. They also have a bunch of other things. Their life is filled with toil. Uh, I read it, it through it on Saturday night. They have all these... I think they're... All these abbreviations for... Okay, so here's one thing. So they have all these emotion, emotions. Happy, angry, sad, calm, afraid, surprised, disgusted. And they have this row of numbers by them in a check mark. So for example, happy, 13, 27, 33, 36, 39, 34, check. And it, then it goes down the line. It's kind of weird. Then they have their whole travel itinerary, which they're... They basically go, they hung out in Greece a lot. So at least they had a vacation of some sort. So they were, it looks like they were gone from the 17th to, 17th of June to the 11th of July. So I'm glad they got a three, they got a three week vacation so that's at least decent. Um, but yeah, the rest is just work, work, work. Um, they have a little section on fertility that I thought was interesting. So that's the first the first thing. It's some of their some of the rhyme and reason of of their of their notes are. They're very well organized, but sometimes they don't make sense to me, you know, just a mere layman. Also, it's kind of funny because it's just, it could be some crazy person's journal too. You never know. Maybe they had one too many placebos. 
And then I found a, whatchamacallit, I found a recipe in a um, pocket of something I found from the thrift store. And it is for a soup. And it's a rather bland soup. So let's see what they got here. We have two big or three small escaroles, Parmesan shredded, two broths, or two parts broth, one parsley, one head of garlic. It's a clove or a bulb. I think it's a bulb, right? But I know what they mean. Uh, one pack of brown rice shells. Ew. And then two cans of cannellini beans. Okay, so uh, I know that salt and pepper goes without saying, but with the kind of person that's making this soup, they need they needed to have that on the list because this looks very bland. So I'm going to jazz it up. So we're going to keep the escarole, so two escaroles. And I would say Parmesan rinds um, would be great in that broth. It would give it that extra oomph and a little saltiness and richness. Um, so I would slice Parmesan, Parmesan rinds or just let the rinds be. Um, or maybe make lateral slits in the rinds. Uh, I would definitely make sure I used real chicken stock if I had it on me, but two broths are fine. I wouldn't put that much parsley in there. One parsley, I would use, I would kind of separate the parma, the shredded parmesan, like a little bit for a, you know, to set aside. And then I would set aside the parsley for like a garnish at the very end. Um, I would keep the garlic. I think that's a decent amount of garlic. I would not use brown rice shells. I would use little gnocchi and fry them up a little bit, you know, just to, you know, keep them, throw them in. Um, the two cans of cannellini beans stay, but I would also, if you're using canned, throw in a can of Roma tomatoes drained, chopped up a little bit, kind of macerated. Um, because that's, you're going to get that, um, dare I say it, you're going to get that umami flavor in there and bring the richness to the soup. It's a fucking soup. Soups are cheap to make, so you know, you might as well just make it good. You don't have to make it taste like some kind of poor food or something. And then, um, yeah, then I would add chopped cubes of ham. And uh, so then, so yeah, mine would be delicious and savory. And then just to finish it off, I would before I added the the parmesan grated I would squeeze lemon juice into it because there's something that was missing from the original recipe it was missing acid okay okay and um one of the things that'll come off of like the little gnocchi that you kind of sear a little bit is um some olive oil so I would kind of cook those gnocchi separately by the way and then put them in a little pan with olive oil really quick and then just throw those in kind of thin you know kind of at the last minute I like throwing stuff in at the last minute because it makes the soup taste fresher you know what I mean um I assume that they would probably cook the brown rice shells separately too that would might be gummy and unflavorful 
So yeah, the ham I think would be optional, but I mean, if you have a chance to put ham in something, you should definitely put it in, in something. Um, but it would still be good as a vegetarian soup. Oh my God, I already have some, since I slept in a little bit, I have some inquiries I have to deal with that I have to get to right now. But it was great yammering at you, and uh, thank you for listening to this Doctor to Doctor episode. All right, take care. Bye-bye.